Hey everyone, welcome to the latest edition of the Solutions Brewing Podcast. We're actually doing this one live today. Yay! Yeah, and it's Thursday, we're recording at my house, Rob's house here, and, which is great because we're going to be sampling some beers today, so I don't have to worry about driving home. <laughs> That's why the samples are small today. That's right. So joining me today is uh, Steve and Brendan. Hello. Hey, guys. So uh, I think Steve here pulled out the first brew. So Steve, how would you, uh, you explain what we're going to try first? Okay, so we're having a dill pickle goza from, as this is Eat, uh, East Van City, doo -doo -doo. yeah, brewed at R&B Brewing Co. in East Van in Vancouver. So a friend of ours, a friend of the show, uh, Dave, was out on a road trip to, uh, to BC to visit some family and was at this brewery and brought back some interesting beers. And this, by far, is the most interesting. So what these guys did is made a standard goza, so soured, kettle soured beer, uh, has salt, and they did, uh, oh, sorry, pink Himalayan salt, and they did fresh cucumber and dill. So essentially a dill pickle, you know, brine, but in beer form. So I've actually had this in my my fridge for like a month. It's just we haven't met in person for a podcast in, in that time. So today's the day. Well, I'm going to crack this, and you guys can give me some early impressions on what you think this is going to taste like. So one of my questions here, so they use pink Himalayan salt. Why not go for like a dill pickle salt or kosher salt or something that's a little bit more? I don't know, maybe. Homey? I, I, I don't know the word. I'm, I'm just trying to imagine. Maybe it either sound fancier, or uh, you don't uh, want to double down too much on that dill pickle. Well, my, my grandparents used to make pickles, and I'm just trying to imagine Bubba. Going out and buying pink Himalayan salt to make her pickles. <laughs> like, so the only difference between kosher and, like, any of the salts is basically, like, what other stuff is in them. And pink Himalayan just has, like, impurities that make it pink. I have no idea what they actually are, but that's all it is. And kosher salt is, it's just flaked salt. That's all it is. It's just, it's still salt. It's just flaked salt. So I'm going to get a nose on this. Definitely <laughs> smells like a pickle. Oh, yeah. that's You can smell the dill come through. Oh, like, I like that smell. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I like it. It's like drinking, uh, like the, like it's like drinking the juice, just milder. Yeah. Yeah, like you, like you mix the brine with something. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's awesome because I like to use that. Like, this immediately makes me think I want to make a pickleback now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to... I always save the pickle juice because I, like, I actually just mix it with uh, some whiskey. Mm -hmm. Whiskey and mezcal gives a nice little smoky flavor too. But yeah. yeah, this is good. I could drink this. Like, I really wish I had this back when it was like 40 degrees outside instead of, you know, middle... Of, actually, it's fall now. It technically, it's fall. Uh not as refreshing, but man, this would have been really good on a patio after a hot, hot long day in the sun. It's still fairly warm outside, though. Oh yeah, it's still like sixteen degrees. That's still good. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not shorts weather anymore, but jeans and t-shirt for sure. Like it's really well balanced because you get you get the cucumber like that's because cucumber is such a mild flavor, but that is actually coming through, and then nice strong dill on top. See, the nice thing about doing this in person is that I can tell Steve and I like it, and Brendan's like, 
Brendan, so, Brendan's got this look on his face. Like yeah, he, he, his he eyes not... are just darting between us. He's like, <laughs> oh man, they're going to make me talk again, aren't they? <laughs> so those listeners of the show that are regular listeners will remember that in a previous episode, we did a, a thorough dissection of the styles of beer that we don't like. And we were forced to drink a couple of them to try to find ones that we did. Mm-hmm. The style that I did not like was sour. <laughs> <laughs> So I took my first sip of this, and my cheeks just sucked right in. <laughs> uh, the image I got in my mind was from The Simpsons when Homer steals the super sour gummy, and everybody's looking around like, oh, who took it? And his whole face is just sucked in. He's like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. That's it. Yeah, that so, one was pretty awesome. Like, who got it? Half his face is inside out. Yeah. <laughs> so this this is a, a very sour beer. Um, it's not that sour. It, 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 it's not that bad, but it's just... It is definitely of that style, and I don't think its uh, relationship to pickle juice is enough to, to redeem bring it. it over that hump. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can. It, it's well made. It's just not what I would enjoy. I think the salt has a good balance to it. It's not too salty. Yeah, like you it's get enough, you can taste it, but it's not like not making you want to suck back some water or anything like that mm-hmm. no that's that that's fair like it's it's again salt additions for like beer should be very small like super super small like if you go more than an ounce in a five gallon batch for like a home brew that's a salty beer oh like, really so you yeah need barely anything yeah so like when i make my home brew batch i put in i think it's 14 grams that's half well that's a quarter of an ounce so that's super super small that's kosher salt so it's a little bit you know light lighter it's a little bit more volume but it's like it's not a lot like it's less than a no it's the same about as some hop additions and sort of thing so yeah very good cool i like it (laughs) um well steve and i finished ours brendan still has (laughs) his so i think we're gonna have to grab some uh grab another glass here from brendan (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you that'd be great (laughs) I don't, I don't care if it takes the whole podcast. You were drinking that beer. Oh, <laughs> well, while I get that, how about Steve, you introduce the next one. Okay. So from our Hogarth uh, homebrew day that we uh, we went and participated in, uh, one of the homebrewers uh, gift us, gifted us a, I think this was, he said, an IPA. Look, there's Correct. a label on it there. It says Hour of Darkness. Okay. No, that oh. might be a stout. <laughs> Uh, no, if I remember right, uh, that was given by, to us by Joel, who actually lives here in Airdrie, too. Oh. And, um, Local boy. And if I remember correctly, he, he said it was a dark IPA. Okay. Uh, yes. So, I so, the fridge so, opener so there. it was dark, and it was an IPA, so we were both happy. So, a dark IPA. All right. Yeah, no, he had... Oh. It wasn't stout. It wasn't the red. I think he had the hazy IPA. And it was very, very good. Oh, yeah. Look at the color on that. Kind of looks like a stout. Yeah. Or like black lager. Like that's got a real nice dark, dark uh, color to it. And I guess Brendan can have a different kind of beer. And what's also really <laughs> funny about this is that. Brendan also donated blood today. <laughs> so it's like, these, these might have a, a little bit of an extra effect. 
Yeah, that, that's why you're getting like a quarter of a cup. Yeah, yeah. these are, are smaller samples for me, for sure. But. Okay. All right, let's see what we got here. Smells good. Yep, smells good. I can smell the hops on it. Ooh. Ooh, that's nice. Unfortunately, because I still have the other beer, I need to do a palate cleansing wash. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, it's very smooth. Hops are yeah, not very, very high. smooth. And for a six point eight percent, you don't you really don't feel that. That wow, you don't, you don't notice that, that it's six point eight percent. It's really huh. good. So well done, Joel. Yeah, Airdrie represent. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely get like kind of piney earthy like more like traditional hop notes on the back end yeah but then you have the roasted notes of the uh the malts coming at the about the same time so it's so both are really balanced like none none's stronger than the other they're uh but they're separate like you still taste each one individually but they go together really really well it's a very it's a very interesting combination between the two it it certainly is unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can taste more like the the roastiness on like the exhale. Let's see. Let's take another sip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. It kind of like uh, lingers in the back of your throat a little bit. Yeah, it's good. I like it. This is a three-person show, Brendan. <laughs> I'm big contributor. I'm running the board. <laughs> are you a producer or are you a talker? <laughs> no, the beer is good. I certainly prefer it over the sour. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to play with that with a bunch of... See, see how it would change with different hop varieties and how the, the different balance could be achieved differently and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, cause that's one thing that, especially like right now, like you know, the market's a lot of hazy IPAs and you know, sours and fruit, a lot of fruit additions to a lot of beers. Which I say that as we're going to have our next couple of beers are going to have some fruit additions, but uh, this this is like I like how it stands out with them again because malt. We we like malt a lot at this company, and we like playing with the malt. And this showcases like what like a you take a, a fairly traditional IPA and you add darker more roasted malts to it and you get a like a very unique good tasting beer and you don't see a lot of this on the market right now like you see stouts you see porters and you know a lot of chocolatey based ones like sweeter ones and but this one has a nice roast like the roasted quality to it instead of the sweet quality. Yeah, so yeah. it has, like, you see a lot of uh, high-strength IPAs that come out, and they're kind of the either pale or a hazy or something like that. And mm-hmm. they're, they don't have a huge amount of malt behind them, and they go really heavy in the hops. And the problem with that is that you get the... Uh, because they're going heavy on the actual grain bill to get the higher uh, sweetness out of the wort so that they can balance it with more hops so that they can throw all this crap in there, mm-hmm. you end up with kind of that 
over over sweet the over kind of that sickly sweet ethanol flavor on the back end of it when you get to those seven eight percent high strength triple ipas Mm -hmm. and it's not quite counteracted by the hops because it's targeting a different i want to say a different part of the tongue because that's my grade school understanding of how (laughs) Um, which which is false i will tell you that now but (laughs) but with with this one here by using the darker roasts you do end up kind of balancing out that full flavor profile quite a bit better and this is uh 6.8 or something i think yep 6.8 yeah and it's nice because so you have like your, your bitterness component is balanced by the hops nicely but then instead of just having um, a, a, an aftertaste of sweetness that sticks in your mouth or just kind of this little warty flavor you actually have that nice roasted malt that sits there mm-hmm. and yeah. that's a much more pleasant finish to a beer than some of these other some some commercial IPAs have a lot of commercial IPAs actually yeah end up with that fault I think this would be uh, this would pair really nicely with like some uh, like a late night fire yeah I think yeah Oh yeah, sitting outside late night fire and yeah, sipping on these. This would be great. Actually, this would be really good with a uh, smoked malt, like a smoked rye or something like that. Oh yeah, mm. that would be, yeah, that would be nice. very. I think that would be very good in this. Ooh, ideas, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, and it's funny. Just as a little tangent, um, they announced the 2021 Brewery of the Year. And uh, it is actually a Calgary company, the Establishment Brewing Co. Uh, and they won on primarily their sour and wood-aged beers <laughs> and, fruit, and fruit edition beers. They won like four categories. So like Berlin, Berliner Weiss, uh, wood, barrel-aged, and there was two other categories they won in. But they won four categories, so they're Brew of the Year. So it's actually... They make good beer as well. They well, make really good beers. Oh, yeah. But as I just say, like the market's mostly sours and fruits and then it's like oh yeah brewery of the year also got that <laughs> yeah it's uh the trend in the market is not for me but that's okay <laughs> it goes through cycles there brendan it'll it'll cycle into something new all i remember like four years ago when like black loggers first came out and it was so mind-blowing it's like oh my god it's a lager but it's black Jeez, oh I, I can't conceive <laughs> but of it this. has a quarter ounce of roasted malt in it. <laughs> doesn't yeah. take much to turn a lager black it's yeah. just for color yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a thousand liter batch but it's got a quarter ounce of black <laughs> yeah. malt in it and now it's dark <laughs> yeah that that's definitely one that plays with expectations you're like oh yeah we'll do it this way and then boom you get hit with that so yeah, no, that was a. Yeah, again, thank you so much, Joel, for uh, for giving us that beer. Um, and then again, hopefully you've enjoyed our beers at the homebrew day. Yeah, keep brewing, man. These are good stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually, hopefully your uh, Hogarth uh, beer turned out very well as well. I think he was doing. Oh, geez, I'm trying to remember where he what hit where his position was because I remembered what people in the various positions were doing because it was Honey Guy, Smash, <laughs> Smash. There was take the the wart for sour, smash, and then there was a, a another kind of more roasted malt one. All right, so Rob just went and got the next two beers who have that have been chilling for a little bit in the freezer. First off, well, what should we do? Should we do? my last award-winning beer or should we do what people have been wanting <laughs> for the last little bit <laughs> uh, way to way to sneak that one in there <laughs> like, uh, 
How about since we were just talking about the awards, so, why don't we do the award one then? <laughs> and then the one that you guys have been waiting for for so long. I, I, I was going to say, I kind of want to point out the way that was phrased and simplify it a little bit. Should I have the one that won an award or the one that people... Should we try the one that won an award or the one that people want? <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll make, the one, and make an award winning what the people want, but until then... <laughs> really just highlights the problem with the award industry in general <laughs> so which one is which here so so we have that dill pickle beer is still not great <laughs> <laughs> brendan's still trying to make his way through the first one <laughs> yep. so we do have dr is for dark ritual which is the watermelon goes in here okay, so we'll save those ones. and then the pop top is the uh the new level hack the work competition winner one of three, right? Yeah, one of three that won this year since they but last they, they last did three winners this time. Yeah, so last year they had a clear winner and they went with it. This year they had uh, it's basically like a three way tie. They wanted to make like they are like we like this one, this one, and this one. Plus some honorable mentions. Um, there was like one that was fermented on bananas was one of the honorable mention ones. Well, like it, so, it was like a a porter that was on bananas and it had a really interesting flavor apparently. Um, a Caesar beer, and then they did a someone else did a cherry beer, <laughs> and then and then the of the three the one the, the other two had names, so don't know what the, the names for those were, uh, and then this one was uh, so the base of the beer uh, for New Level Brewing was their Sorceress Sour, which is a lacto sour lime salt. I can't remember if it has salt in it or not. But it's it's they're they're sour and it's it's pretty good. Um, I don't I'm not always the biggest fan of it though because I'm not always the biggest fan of lactose in my beers like that smooth feeling on your tongue and all that like the milk the more milkshakey kind of I I've st- I still haven't found one of those that has changed my mind yet. No. I like I don't mind them, but they're. Yeah. For me, lactose and I aren't friends, so I yeah. st- I stay away from those. Like I don't, I won't drink milk stouts or whatever else either. Those milkshake IPAs, I stay away from those because they just wreck my stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I again, they're they're new levels really into experimental brew like ingredients and varied uh, varied uh, ingredients for their beers. And so yeah, so this it was the start was their beer mixture. It was whirlpooled hops. And then uh, they soured it because they were literally for the pickup. They're like, as soon as it hits a certain pH, then we're a go. And they were just waiting for it to tick down to whatever level to whatever level. Again, trade secret for them. Um, so then I took this beer and I put in uh, Hungarian paprika peppers and pineapple juice. So this is kind of like a tropical hot beer. I can smell the pineapple and a bit of the spice. I'm just pouring myself a beer here. You just have a sip already, Brendan? Is I, I love this beer. I've had oh. this one a couple times. When uh, you're looking at it, I can tell if it was so spicy you just couldn't open your mouth anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this beer, even though it is it, sourish. Yeah. Um, well, with this one, there's a lot of other stuff going on with the sour, so oh. it's not the prominent. Exactly. It, it, it doesn't suck your cheeks. It tastes like juice. Mm-hmm. It, it is good. Yeah. It is very good, and the hot pepper just kind of balances everything really nicely it's a nice counterpoint to everything else because you smell it and it's you you smell the pineapple and you smell the limes you're like okay i got and then you smell like a little kind of something in the back there you don't know what it is and then you take your first sip holy crap (laughs) 
and you get you get the the sour. You, you only brought one of these. <laughs> well, I got more in my house. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 we'd make you make us a cake of this one, but we know that the base. I didn't know this existed. Little... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, bragging about this award-winning beer forever. I've yeah. been ignoring him forever, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you should not ignore me. You should, have been, you should have been on me to bring this. So then, and then, yeah, right in the back end, that uh, that uh, pepper just comes through and adds a bit of spice. And if you drink like a whole bottle of this, you'll feel it. Like it's it's one of those peppers that slowly builds the more and more you you in, intake it. So it's it's what's beautiful. The it's a very one? very good beer. Um, it's above five point four because after this second, I didn't measure it again after secondary because secondary is when I put in the pineapple juice and the pepper, and so the pineapple juice will. Um, it brings the sugar level up. It'll bring the sugar level up, but then the yeast will eat that a little bit more. So I didn't take uh, basically a specific gravity reading before I put in the pineapple juice and after to see what it went up to and then what it came back down. So it's above 5.4, I know. Uh, but <laughs> so unfortunately, I don't have rights to this beer. It doesn't matter. But I am going to reverse engineer this beer. And <laughs> what do you mean reverse engineer? You made it. <laughs> well, I well I can re- I can reverse and en- <laughs> I'm going to reverse engineer my own creation. <laughs> I I made like the math for this beer. Oh, um, I mean, <laughs> you guys ever the weird tangent? But uh, Atlantis, the cartoon uh, movie that yeah. came out. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's the one like Mad Scientist. No, no, not Atlantis. It's um, Titan A. Okay, yeah. And there's the one guy who was, was, I made this last night in my sleep. It has a button on it, but I don't know what it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds like, Steve. <laughs> well, because I, I can only take credit for half of this beer. Uh, the other half is, again, their base beer, which is a malt mixture, a whirlpool hop edition, and then a, a sour, because... Again, souring is a very slash exact and inexact science. And again, with them saying like they needed to hit a pH level, so whatever they started at and wherever they hit, like is that a, you know, in common term, is that like a day and a half sour? Is that a two day sour? It, like, I don't know. So, but uh, yeah, no, this, like, this will be coming to new level. Uh, as soon as it does, I will be telling everyone I know to go get some because this is an amazing beer. Yeah, I and I'm kind of interested to see what, run for this. And I can remember, and I'll be interested to see what they do versus what I did because, again, I got these peppers from a guy or from a guy who went to Budapest who got them from a street vendor. And <laughs> yeah, we we had this uh, talk in uh, yeah one of the previous previous, previous episodes. episodes. So that would supply pre- chain create a really good supply chain problem where. <laughs> source and peppers from a street vendor in budapest yeah and and that's the thing is like with this they, did they get peppers of similar heat and potency uh did they do some experimentation to find like kind of a more you know commercial variety that they're going to use like it's kind of hard to say so i'm really interested to see what they do well knowing new level they just they do things to extreme because they're very metal. Yes, they <laughs> so are very metal. They're probably just going to go straight to ghost peppers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's easy. Put in a Carolina Reaper into like one Carolina Reaper into like their giant brewing tanks and then call it like the Reaper beer. Like, come on. <laughs> well, then no, you call it Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. 
You might get uh, <laughs> you might get uh, copyright infringement on that. You never know. Don't be afraid of the reaper. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the, the Lionel Hutz in you goes, yes, that's acceptable. <laughs> or they could call it Death's Door or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, that's the thing Like you don't see a lot in Alberta. Is you don't see a lot of pepper beers. Mainly because we're not a place that has an abundance of peppers. Yeah, so we we, why would you do very, it? Very difficult for us to grow these but, types of peppers. Uh, but yeah, like because no one will believe you if you say it was local, <laughs> local <laughs> ingredients. Like what? Pretty much. You were yeah. growing them in your backyard, maybe. But yeah, that's why we need to get a greenhouse and get uh, pipa peppers going. We've tried. They're very difficult here. Yeah, that's very, that's a problem. Very difficult here. Um, for the listeners who don't know, the pipa peppers come from the old family farm in Ontario. Very, very, very different growing climate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for for our listeners that don't know, uh, Calgary is like one of the worst places in the world to grow anything. Like, so except malt. <laughs> except, yeah, no, no, we can grow grain. We can, we can grow grain. potatoes. We can grow carrots. And, and on most years, we can grow beans. And sometimes corn. But like anything like south of the city, like, yeah. like remotely, you know, like fruity or tropically or all that. Like that's why we have like gnarled crab apple trees everywhere. Is because. Yeah, that's all that kind of grows here. It has to be hardy enough to survive a winter that sometimes ends halfway through and like makes you think spring is coming and then winter comes back again. Uh, so you need a plant should... that is stubborn and won't die. Yeah, the early <laughs> frosts and stuff that we get here, yeah. Yeah. So like on I, I'm trying to remember this is my way back in the day when I used to work in a greenhouse. Uh, basically there's a scale for plants and plant viability, and it I think goes one to six or one to seven, where one is tundra. And seven is tropical rainforest or like, you know, very humid, you know, equatorish uh, conditions. Calgary's a two. And sometimes, mm. cal- like, sometimes a three. And sometimes a three. And that depends on your, what, like, where you're facing. If you're south facing or north facing, if you've got a windy side or not windy side, if you've got shade and protection. Like, sometimes you can even grow cedar here. Like, that's like three to four on the, on the plant scale. But yeah, usually it's a two. So it's like, Pine trees and spruce trees and poplar trees <laughs> and barley and all barley. important barley. <laughs> the all important barley. But yeah, so well, that's that was that very good. Yeah, that was delicious. Now that that would now now that we've had the award-winning beer, anything we have after this is bound to be a disappointment. Yep. And so <laughs> now that you've been wanting this beer forever, here oh. is. The watermelon goes. We got a foamy beer here. Opened it up. That's okay. (laughs) Well, you saved most of it. The operation right now is balancing glasses underneath an overflowing bottle. They've managed to save it. I'm very happy. This is also a very good beer that they're pouring. Mm -hmm. You can always just go out of the bottle here. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can just open the other one. There's not much left in that. I'll actually finish the hot pepper beer, though. Uh, you know what? It's uh, you don't actually feel the pepper a lot. You get it um, kind of like very light, lingering. Yeah, it just kind of sits like, kind of on the back of the yeah, the back like of the palate there. It's like a mild warming effect. It's kind of cool. It, it's yeah, and if you have like, and you don't get it off the first sip. It's after like a two or three, then you start to feel it. Kind of. Uh, yeah, because like that, and again, if you had a pint of that, you'd feel you'd feel the pepper. If you had two pints, then 
and you're like, ooh, yeah, not. I need something a little different. So the tricky play is that you you get you get the waitress to serve this to somebody who's just ordered the hottest hot wings, mm. <laughs> and then when they go to their beer to go cool down. <laughs> oh no! Oh, and just before we have this amazing goza. Uh, Brendan, you still working on that uh, that dill pickle there? Uh, well, let's let's give it. A, see, the problem is it's warming up now. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is it is more and more approaching just pickle juice. <laughs> pickle juice that kind of went bad somehow. Like it's not it's not briny enough anymore. You're like, what what was this pickling? <laughs> yeah. See well. So you definitely have to have a flavor for sours, and you definitely need to like pickle juice. But, uh, <laughs> it is I, a well-crafted beer. It is. It is. Yeah, for me, I like it just because, like, I will actually drink pickle juice. I will just. <laughs> so yeah. So that's right up just, the alley. Just just to let you know what kind of sour I'm into. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> throw, throw a little bit of this in the borscht at the end of the day, and it'll finish it off. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what most cooks, uh, most cooks don't know. You need a little bit of acidity in the sometimes instead of salt and pepper or butter. You need a little, a little acid in the stuff. And oh, critical for a borscht. Yeah. And actually, that'd be a good to the technical side or, or a little bit of what I'm my mind's going around with this beer, having the dill pickle side of it and and the little bit of the acidity there to balance out the sweetness of the wort balances out. Same thing you do with the borscht. You use the pickle juice to balance out the sweetness of the beets and the cream that you put in there. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I haven't had a good borscht in so long. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Holiday season is coming. Yeah. We'll make borscht. <laughs> we'll make borscht. Like an old country. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. And last, the dark ritual. Actually, I think this was from... Actually, the, the remnants of the keg from my wedding. I think is what this... this bo- I bottled this from. You know what? This is the first watermelon beer I actually like. Mine's empty already. <laughs> I think I took a little bit too much on mine. <laughs> well, there's another bottle. That's more what I was getting at, Steve, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Steve poured me half of his, and now he's going to open the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this is uh, my... Might have to be ready for this one. Probably yeah, so this is, again, my Goza recipe. And I... Uh, yeah, with this one, it's... Um, I eschewed one of the common uh, ingredients for a traditional goza, which is coriander. Uh, and this, it has, um, it still has the salt, but it has just watermelon. So it's a very light, very festive beer. And actually, it's funny with this, well, there's some yeast in here, but because it, you know, it's bottled at home. But it also has a whole bunch of uh, watermelon flakes suspended in the beer. Because what you do is you pulverize the watermelon drain out most of the flesh but again small pieces of the flesh get through and then it's small little flecks of all right track two starting now all right all right so after some technical difficulties here we're back on track all right so yeah i think just before the technical difficulty i was talking about the watermelon flesh that again it's you you take a whole watermelon you put it in a salt circle to trap the sole cut up into pieces pulverize it in a blender strain out the uh, juice from the flesh and then add the juice to secondary when you uh, when you transfer it i feel like you just gave away a lot of proprietary information there steve well salt circle <laughs> is proprietary but uh, <laughs> uh 
but yeah, that is you know the ritual, and this makes an amazing summer beer because it's light, it's balanced, it's uh, refreshing. It's got that nice little taste of watermelon. It's absolutely delicious. This is, yeah, definitely my favorite beer that you've made, Steve. Even though the hot pepper one is award winning, this is my favorite beer of yours. That's high praise, Brendan. Yeah. Especially for being a sour beer. Like, that's. <laughs> but, it, but it's not really sour. You just won the highest award of all. Brendan's heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just realized three of the beers we fed him tonight are sour beers, so. <laughs> But this one, this, so this one's not very, like, it's a, it's a goza, but it's not very sour. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the dill pickle beer was way on the other end of the spectrum, where it was um, and yeah, int- you, intentionally very sour. Yeah, right? You're, you're right on that. Like, yeah, the, the, the uh, that dill pickle is definitely, like, a three to four day sour versus what this is, which is a very light sour and in, a kettle sour in return. I feel like I could turn this beer into a yak and flux. Yes. Yes, very easily. But you shouldn't. You should just drink this beer. <laughs> we could do both. <laughs> I yuck flux and then chase it with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this was uh, this is a great beer for our uh, houseboating trip a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah, this would be great for that. Yeah. So we we went on this houseboating trip and we brought this a strawberry. Was it strawberry this, lime cider? I think that you made, Brendan. Yep. yep. And then what was the last beer? Uh, I think you brought your uh, contemporary. Yeah, I brought. Yeah, my uh, my the well, it, Amber it's, Sky. Oh, the DIY. Is yeah, what it's, it's now called the DIY. Contemporary was its uh, homebrew name. <laughs> <laughs> the beer formerly Pro- known Pro- as Project Contemporary. Name. Project yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> Project Contemporary. Yeah. And of the three kegs, because even like the cider was only like two thirds half full. The Goza went dry like the third day because we were drinking so much of it. Like everyone was drinking it. It was, it it was, was like a, a four-day trip or whatever. It was a lot of fun loading up because uh, anybody who's been houseboating knows that there's a lot, usually a lot of a lot of alcoholic beverages involved. Yeah, usually you see um, wheelbarrows of cans. Yeah, yeah. Around. And so everybody, everybody around us, all the big boats, and there was a few bachelor parties or big guys groups going out there, and they're just case after case after case of beer going in and we loaded up our three kegs (laughs) and everybody looked over and they just saw us carrying these kegs into there the unit was really well set up because it just had two fridges we had one fridge for food and one fridge for beer yeah (laughs) perfect and just two little picnic taps and enough room for the co2 in the back and we were set for the week yeah it was super super good and then the third one we'd take onto the upper deck so we would we'd swap in uh, one to keep it cool, and then once it kind of got warm, we'd bring it down and bring mm-hmm. the other one up, and then we'd have one up on the top deck so you could have beer up there. And uh, I still remember it was one of the 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 party dudes or frat bros or whatever was watched us and goes, "Where are you guys going?" Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wanted to follow us and party with us, and we're like, "Yeah, we're burning hard to this end of the thing." They're like, "Oh yeah, we're not going that way." But uh, <laughs> yes, we were we were trying to get away from everybody. We burned hard to the far corner of the lake to try to hide. Yeah, <laughs> we were not successful. No, we were. Uh, that's, another that's another story. But uh, but yeah, it was funny because then at the end of the trip, all we were unloading was three kegs and a bunch of CO two, and so you know just some you know you know red solo cup sort of thing and some of the boats had like blue garbage bags like 150 cans per and they were just stacked on their end of their boat like it was like higher and wider than a person and it's like good lord you guys were drinking but then we were drinking and we had 
very small. Yeah, just actually, I think it just it was, looked better. I think it was environmentally the 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 conscious uh, the conscious decision to do because you weren't wasting all those cans and bottles. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Have keg will travel. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do we have anything else to try here? Or are we ending on that particularly high note? I think that's probably pretty good, unless you, uh, what, you got like a bonus one you want to do? Well, there is that lager that you brought, but it's we can, yeah, or we can save that for another time. Well, you can just have it. You can just have it. Yeah. I think we you already had, drank ours. Yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going to have that one. That's the. Uh, special golf course one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was made for the Winston by Zero Issue. So we we recently did a couple of uh, two tasting two yeah. tasting events at the Winston uh, golf course here in 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 town, just off Sixteenth. Um, great events. Got to meet a lot of great people, and their uh, food and beverage manager was nice enough to kind of give us a few samples of the beer that Zero Issue has relabeled for them for hmm. their for their course. So um, enjoy it. I definitely will. <laughs> but I think that kind of wraps up the episode then. We had some uh, great beers, um, one commercial, and actually a bunch of homebrew afterwards. So, uh, again, thanks to Joel for supplying us with the Hour of Darkness. That was a great beer. Thanks, yeah, Dave, for bringing the dill pickle beer from mm-hmm. DC, even if it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, how how can people contact uh, contact us there, Rob? Oh, I always forget this last part. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you can contact us an email at no problems at solutionsbrewing.com. We're also on Instagram at solutionsbrewingco. Uh, that's also our Facebook handle. Uh, feel free to hit us up for any reason, really. Uh, if there's uh, something you want us to talk about, yeah, go ahead and send us an email, and uh, we'll probably do it. we're risky that way (laughs) pro risk (laughs) and on that note we'll see you all next time thanks for joining us everyone everyone. (laughs) Bye bye bye